0: Welcome to Wormhole Waffles, a Stargate podcast. Welcome to Wormhole Waffles. I'm your host, Chelsea, and with me is co-host Arzu. Hello. So last week we talked about episodes five and six of SG-1 season three, where we met some really smart kids and alternate dimension versions of some favorite characters. And today we'll be talking about episodes seven and eight, Dead Man Switch and Demons. Dead Man Switch premiered on August 6, 1999, was written by Robert C. Cooper and directed by Martin Wood. Demons premiered on August 13, 1999, was written by Carl Binder and directed by Peter DeLuise, who does make a cameo. will talk about that later. We have a couple compelling one-offs this time. Arzu, would you please summarize?
1: Yes. So in Dead Man Switch, they end up in the custody of a bounty hunter. Not a bounty hunter. Am I getting yeah. up with Mando? Is he a bounty hunter? Okay. Yeah, he is. They end up in the custody of a bounty hunter who uh, wants them to help him with something is not super forthcoming about what he wants and might not have all the information. And is also messing with them by constantly making them think they can get away and they can't get away. And then in demons, which I have a ton to say about, they um, (laughs) end up finding another human society that has been like taken by the gold and installed somewhere else but uh they weren't taken in like quote-unquote ancient times they're taken in from medieval europe and set up in a forest in Vancouver. yeah and in this society they think that the gold are demons and react accordingly <laughs> yeah. demons as in satan as in satan yes like yeah. like demons in the christian sense yeah <laughs> and, and react right. accordingly yeah exactly okay so let's
0: do our quote reveal last week i gave you the quote so you don't seem to have much of a problem trading human lives like commodities and your guess was that sam was talking to the alien of the week and you had no guesses on context (laughs) so it was daniel who delivered the line (laughs) but it was to the alien of the week obviously (laughs) I mean that seemed like a safe guess. <laughs> you were like, that's all the context I need. That is context. <laughs> Talking to Daniel. Yeah, the alien. it is. Like, what was I gonna
1: say? I wasn't gonna get any more
0: specifics than
1: that. <laughs> but I like when you come up with weird theories. That's that's fine. Sorry, I'll try to come up with a weird theory this week.
0: Okay. <laughs> so my first note for this first episode is I bet Arzu will laugh at Daniel smacking his nose against the shield. <laughs>
1: I had a different Daniel moment that really jumped out, so this is the only one I remember. Okay, I can't remember what the line was, but he was trying to. How do we pronounce this guy's name? Erosbach. Bach. He's. I think he's trying to convince him of something, and he just does this little like eyelash flutter at him. <laughs> I'm not sure he that was conscious. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, he was just like, I don't know, or like I whatever, think that's his thinking saying. face. No, no, no. He was, like, definitely making a face and trying to seem, <laughs> like, innocent. And then he does this little, like, blink, 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 like like this innocent little milkmaid eyelash flutter. And it was so funny. <laughs> I guess I missed that one.
0: <laughs> we caught different Daniel moments. Yeah. Yeah, so they get trapped in this shield by Eris Bach. And Jack's first reaction is to fire his weapon at it. And I'm like, that is literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Because
1: what if the bullets ricochet? See, I feel like that would be my instinct, but I also feel like I'm not a colonel in the military. So I don't know better. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I just think it's so dumb to assume that it's going to be fine to shoot. And it's not just one shot. He used his P90 or whatever and did multiple shots. I'm like, that's just compounded idiocy. Yes. Because <laughs> okay. what
1: if they ricochet? <laughs> okay. But what if okay. they don't? And it works. He needs it's to be
0: devoted from Colonel. Like, back down to Major. Cause... No!
1: It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, after they get
0: trapped, they go back to this guy's ship. The guy's like, oh, you know, I'm here to capture Wold and... You know, if you're nice, that then maybe I'll let you go afterwards. And he has a wound, and he thinks that Daniel can treat it because he's a doctor. And I'm like, yeah, see, I feel like Daniel going around in the galaxy introducing himself (laughs) as Dr. Daniel Jackson is problematic. Because everybody is going to assume that he means medical doctor.
1: Like, healer yeah because in no other context they give you like a doctorate degree first of all in no other context that they know what that is and second of right. all like in no other context would they give you like the same distinction as a healer yeah for studying like archaeological theory or whatever
0: right they would
1: just call you like, like a scientist maybe it makes me think of like those those jokes like is there a doctor on board the plane and it's like, right like a doctor of art history going on yeah doctor like right and that's no shade to people by the way who have doctorates i just think it's like yeah that's what it reminded me. Of. i
0: yeah it's just it's completely reasonable for Eris to assume that he means medical doctor
1: yeah
0: but yeah. <laughs> like,
1: neither of us have doctorates because because yeah. because we were both in grad school and know how much work is involved oh, yeah. in a doctorate so yeah no thank you it's not to say that he and sam who was also a doctor didn't do a ton of work to get there but also but
0: like in the larger galaxy when nobody else uses that terminology it's you very need to misleading. be a little clearer <laughs> yeah and daniel acts like he's dumb he's like a doctor of archaeology and eris is like and like you're still calling yourself a doctor <laughs>
1: But I did think it was interesting that, like, Sam is also like, I am also not a medical doctor. And he's like, well, you're going to do it anyway. And she just, like, does. I'm like, is it because she's a girl?
0: Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's because she's a woman. Like, (laughs) yeah. And women
1: are, like, natural healers in some shit. Of course. Women know the the medicinal ways. Until it becomes a lucrative career. And then this is a man's profession. Right. (laughs) Like with computer science.
0: It did bother me, though, how she touched his open wound with her bare fingers. I'm
1: like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> I'm more concerned about the danger to her because, like, I don't actually care about him all that much. No, so I'm exactly. I'm like, well, if he wants I'm to afraid... get an infection, that's fine. Yeah. But if she has any open anything, that's where the risk comes in.
0: No, that's what I mean. I'm afraid
1: she's going to catch something from him. Yeah. Like, he's a different race. His blood is yellow. Well, she's like, I have a... She, she has, like, a worm sliver left so she's like i'll be fine How was that gonna help anything i don't know that's not gonna help heal her or prevent infection because i'm just
0: really hoping that she like sanitized her hands afterwards because that was gross
1: we didn't use hand sanitizer back then
0: well a medical doctor in the field would have done something to clean their hands
1: but she's not a medical doctor
0: <laughs> but she's had she would have that. she's had like field training you know, treating wounds and stuff, which Jack also
1: has. But wouldn't she have, like, in those cases have had, like, a medical kit? Yeah. Guess she didn't have one now. But yeah, but that he didn't. had one. Okay. Point is... <laughs> what was my point?
0: <laughs> I don't know. My point was it's gross, and I really hope she didn't get an
1: infection from his yellow blood. Well, I'm sure she's fine. Oh, my point is that her little... um gold sliver leftover is like a boost to her immune system. No, it's really not. <laughs> it is. It's, it's no.
0: Like a <laughs> no, it's not a multivitamin, I assume.
1: <laughs> it's like emergency. No. Yeah. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> you don't know that. It's metal. Yeah, it's like metal emergency. No. It's, okay. it's fine.
0: No, it's trace amounts
1: of the metal that Stargate is made of. That does not have medical properties. Well, emergency is trace amounts of vitamin C. And? So, same <laughs> logic. No. Yeah. Anyway. Um... <laughs>
0: so, next, <laughs> the heiress is talking about what the different members of SG-1 would be worth if he decided to trade them for a bounty. And he's like, okay, Teal is worth the most because he's a trader. and then you know, Sam would be worth a lot because she has some Tok'ra memories, and then Jack is a pain in the micta, so they'd love to kill him. And Daniel is worth a day's rations. And so, I would my note is i feel like arzu would love this
1: he is overpriced um (laughs) so harsh he's just he's overpriced that's all i have to say
0: eris amends that later and says that he's he's just as wanted as the rest of them
1: okay but like a little too late and also like your first assessment was corrector (laughs) corrector corrector okay He's like, okay, Eris is super weird. (laughs) In what way? I get the sense he's been alone a long time. Yeah. Kind of been at this a long time. Something about the way he acts is like this random chaos of behavior where, like, he's very grandiose and he's very like, do you know who I am? And it made me think Uh of, like, I'm Star-Lord and then the guy goes, who? (laughs) Yeah, like, that's what it made me think of. And then, just like he has this sense of himself mm-hmm. that doesn't correlate like with the reality of it. Like, yeah, what was he saying about like two thousand worlds? Like he's feared on two thousand worlds, and there's no, like, his, well, there are billions of them. No, his word so, is good. Two thousand. His word is good on two thousand. That's what it was. And they yeah. were like, there's billions of them. like. I don't know. He's just he's so strange in this inflated sense of self that he has.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I no. see it kind of, I mean, a little bit, but I think you have to think highly of yourself if you're going to be a bounty hunter because that's a really hard job to have. Like working, well, yeah. especially working for the gold. I mean, that's a lot of pressure and you kind of
1: have to have a big ego to put up with that. I get why it's like that. It's just reads very funny because, yeah, we haven't really seen somebody like this. On this show yet? Yeah. It's like a lot of people who are either at the pinnacle of their organization
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or who fall within an organization that they understand, or they are people who have been beaten down by somebody above them. Yeah. But we've never really had this kind of free agent tooting his own horn kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think
0: part of his kind of odd behavior is the fact that he probably doesn't have great social skills because he's always on his own. So, like, he pretends to be knocked out and stuff like that for laughs. Because, like, where else does he get his amusement from, you know? Like, he, you know, does what he can in order to find things funny in life. He
1: just doesn't know how to talk to people.
0: Yeah. I mean, this seems like probably the longest conversations that he's had with somebody in a while. You know, especially about something serious, like talking about the difference between the gold and the Tok'ra.
1: Yeah, that's true
0: yeah so yeah i think he's i mean he's an interesting case study (laughs) for sure but i mean he also does like kind of give perspective to the position that sg1 has in the galaxy that's kind of like okay everybody knows who you are and you're wanted by the gold but then again you're also not as important as you think that that you are because there's other people like me out in the galaxy who are also, you know, doing stuff. And so I feel like it was like a combination of, like, acknowledging SG-1's fame while kind of also telling them that they're not all that. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. So Daniel and Jack go off with him, and he seems to like Jack's use of saying Zach Gun" instead of "Zack Nicotel. <laughs> so I thought that was well, cute. because
1: "Zack Gunn is fun to say. <laughs> yeah.
0: He like pretends that they knocked him out and they try to go back to the ship and they can't get Tealk and Sam free. And Eris comes back and Daniel's like holding his gun to him. And then Eris just takes his gun back and Daniel doesn't even put up a tiny bit of a fight whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Are we surprised that Daniel Jackson offered no resistance? (laughs) I mean, he's he's not a soldier, so he's just like, oh, I know, but he's been <laughs> at this for a while. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're starting year three here. Yeah, like,
1: it's, it's year three for us. I don't know if time is passing for them at the same speed it is for us, but...
0: I think so, because in the Hathor episode they referenced the year being 1999 or something. So. Okay,
1: so he's officially on his third year of doing this? Yeah. Like, either the reflexes need to be better or the instincts need to be better. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think he does slowly get better with time. I I think he just doesn't particularly care for guns. You know, which is fair. Yeah. So then Eris goes, takes them all out for a mission and explains that he's trying to capture this Gua'uld. And tells them to go do it themselves so that he could sit back and rest since he's wounded. And we discover a new Gua'uld technology. Tax. Do you want to try the whole word? (laughs) I wrote it down in my notes with like an underline under the emphasis in case I don't know if I want to try
1: to say it. (laughs) Takunitagminituron?
0: Yeah. Takunitagminituron.
1: I think I got it. (laughs) I was going to say that's fun to say, but it's really not.
0: It's very long. (laughs) And so, anyway, they they disable the Gwauld essentially and find out that it's actually a tokra and they're talking to this tokra for a while and we get yet another pronunciation of wa wool <laughs> it was like guawuld it was like two
1: ahs he was going like there was a lot of wawa going on it was like guawawuld is what i heard him saying i'm like yeah, are you
0: he said it right
1: every time except
0: one. It was just one No, he, he, he said, said it, it right.
1: wrong a couple times because, like, the first time I thought I had misheard him. <laughs> and then the second time I was like, oh, no, you're just, you're just saying it wrong. So I started a list in my phone of all the pronunciations.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, the proper is, like, go And Jack and Hammond both say gould. And right. Senator Kinsey says gould. <sighs> and the chokra high counselor whatever yusuf says gauld and then this guy says <laughs> goa old <So that's laughs> five
1: pronunciations so far there's also does anybody like- say gold like does anybody yeah, say do. like sam says it like that okay so that's also on your list yeah Okay. But there's
0: also, like, a slight difference between saying old and old Like, there's a very slight, yeah. like, fat-
1: vowel difference.
0: But I kind I like of
1: count the- those as one. I like that you can kind of draw the pronunciation line along like Canadian versus American. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also thinking, like, a little bit Southern,
0: too. Because I feel like Hammond and Kinsey say it more Southern than the other ones.
1: So yes, they're just so very Southern. <laughs> So it's like okay, how many pronunciations can we rack up?
0: (laughs) I don't know that there are any other races that we have so many problems pronouncing. I feel like there's sometimes people's names that get pronounced in different
1: ways. Yeah, but I think I honestly think it's the like apostrophe that throws everybody off.
0: Yeah, but you think like they would get coached, you know, like this new guy who's playing the Tokracora. You would think that you would get like, properly coached on how to say it, you know? I mean, I feel like it's like a dialect thing.
1: Yeah, I guess. I'm obviously blanking on every word I've ever heard before, but uh-huh. there are ways, you know, across dialect, across location, people just say stuff differently.
0: Yeah. I One thing I did notice in this episode was, I'm pretty sure Ares Bach was calling it the Stargate, and that really surprised me because... Stargate, I think it's really only the term that people on Earth use. And so I guess it's like Eris is aware that that's what they call it. But I think he would normally say Chopa Eye. Like I would think that the standard throughout the galaxy, because of the Gwold's dominion, would be Chopa Eye. You know? And I'm it's- just surprised that we don't hear it more.
1: If you want to reconcile it canonically, it's probably that he heard somebody else use it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And is trying to blend in and catch them off guard. Realistically, I think they probably just forgot.
0: Maybe. Like in the next episode, they call it Circle of Darkness. So I'm like, okay, that's. Yeah, like but the I next episode,
1: the, the name and origin, and I'm forgetting what the English word is but like the provenance of. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean?
0: Yes, that's such a good French word. It's very precise, but
1: like. <laughs> Uh, I guess that would be origin from which it comes I guess that would be origin I feel like it's a little bit more origin distinct. feels like like the historical route I'm talking about like the physical location like, from whence it from whence it came um right like G- all of that origin? yeah is relevant to the plot of the next episode whereas like oh. it, it is simply a thing right yeah this one
0: yeah for sure but I feel like sometimes we even hear the Gwold saying the Stargate when they're talking to SG-1. So I guess it's just like they just have adapted to who they're
1: talking to. I think that's a good canonical explanation, but I do think that's one of those things where it's just the writers making it easy.
0: Yeah, something to keep in mind. I do understand like, why Aeris is confused about the Tok'ra and the Gwold, because I don't think that the Tok'ra are necessarily very well known throughout the galaxy. I think maybe people will have maybe heard of them, but not really know who they are, what they do, because they are a spy organization. Right. You know? It's good so, that you
1: haven't heard of the spies. That means they're doing their job.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I totally understand it, like, taking a while to, like, warm up to the idea and be like, okay, maybe they are different. So, yeah. What was funny to me too was like at multiple points in the episode, Teal'c was like asked or either spoken or unspoken if he could like take Eris in a fight, basically. And he never really tries, but like, obviously.
1: First of all, obviously. (laughs) Second of all, I think he should have socked him in the jaw.
0: (laughs) Right. Even when, like, Eris was holding a gun, I'm like, I still feel like Tilk could dodge the gun blast and,
1: and take him. Like, yes. I mean, like, Teal'c has been trained to do this, whereas Eris is, like, not unresourceful. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah. But, like, come on. It's yeah. Tilk.
0: So during this process of talking to the Tok'ra, Sam is with Eris, and he ends up knocking her out so he can go back to his ship. And Jack comes back and finds her. And he gets right up in her face.
1: Because they're in love. (laughs) I'm still reeling from the last one. (laughs) Like last week. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. still. I'm still somewhere else. You know. Oh my god. (laughs) Just. Anyway. (laughs) I love this ship so much. I love them so much. (laughs)
0: You love Jack so much.
1: I love Jack so much for myself, but I also I do really like the two of them together. Yep.
0: They have good. There's just something
1: about a man who is completely gone on an extremely (laughs) competent woman that I find very sexy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean he never hesitates to say that she's way smarter than him.
1: Because I feel like that's one of the things he loves about her.
0: Yeah. I think so too. (laughs) Just I feel like he would be bored if he was with somebody who wasn't smarter than him, you know? Yeah, because he's not very smart. I don't think... I mean, he is I- smart, but, like... I think he calls himself dumb as a way to, like, downplay his own intelligence sometimes. Like, I don't think he's nearly as unintelligent as he makes himself out to be.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, you don't get to where he is in life if you're unintelligent. Yeah. But sometimes, like, say, shooting a shield multiple times, you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, And when it comes to, like, science stuff and, you know, asking
0: for an explanation on how wormholes work and, like, what they are, I feel like that kind of stuff, he intentionally plays super dumb to be cute for Sam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plus, maybe I'm projecting, but I will sometimes do a thing where I'm like, I feel like I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. but there's probably somebody here who knows what's going on just a bit better than I do (laughs) so I'm just gonna ask right just in case they can explain and they think they're telling me what's going on but they're just in fact confirming what I know right yeah without me having to spell out the explanation to make sure that we're on the same page they're just like yeah what do you mean yeah now that has mixed effects because I feel like it makes people think I'm not as intelligent as I actually am But, like, I am just very cautious. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm projecting, but that might be what he's doing.
0: I feel like I do that at work. My boss is extremely bad at explaining things. And I I have to get her to clarify all the time. And I feel like she probably thinks I'm dumb. I'm like, I'm not dumb. You're just really bad at explaining stuff.
1: I'm not dumb. (laughs) You're bad at your job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they all get back into Eris's ship. And are trying to decide what to do since Eris is now recognizing that the Tok'ra should not be turned into Sokara, but Sokar is on his way. And the Tok'ra Korra is about to, like, use his, like, poison tooth to kill himself and Eris stops him. And, you know, what I, re- I just don't understand the whole poison tooth thing, like, in general, not just in Stargate. Because
1: how do you not accidentally set it off when you're eating? I think the, um, from what I understand is, like, it's one poison tooth. So, like, if it's on the left side of your face, you'll eat with the right side to be safe.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: also, like, you really have to, like, bite into it to trigger it. Yeah. And you have to be desperate enough to bite that hard.
0: I guess I'm just thinking, like, if you're, like, eating taffy or something, you know? Well, don't <laughs> eat taffy. Right.
1: But it's also, like, the, it's also, like, that thing of, like, human teeth are strong enough to bite through our finger, it's, like, our brain stopping us from doing that. Oh. Like, you have... There is a certain amount of will mm-hmm. involved.
0: I don't know. I feel like I would just do it accidentally.
1: Okay, but, like, that that's you. <laughs> that, that's <it>. that sounds <laughs> like a you problem.
0: I mean, it just doesn't seem very practical to me, I guess. I don't know. I just... Do people actually do that in real life?
1: I'm sure they do. Like, spies and stuff?
0: But and it never... Is a problem? I don't know. I feel like I need to research. Oh, this I'm again. sure it's a
1: problem, but I feel like that's <laughs> one of those things you have to like know what you're doing in order to to use yeah. one.
0: I guess I don't know. I guess maybe my ultimate point is I think fiction uses that too much.
1: They don't that use that much. They just mostly use it in like spy media.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I just watched the first Captain America movie, and they have one of those in there, so it's just on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. They do this a lot. <laughs> and they also, in this episode, they also say the word choiceless a lot. I feel like that was the word of the week. They say it multiple times. And I'm like, that's such a weird word to use so much. Well, what else would you say to convey the same feeling? I don't know. I guess, like, the constructions were kind of odd. I mean, Maybe it sounds a little bit better from Tilk because he has kind of rigid constructions anyway we are choiceless. I mean, the natural construction would be like, we have no choice. So, I mean, it sounds kind of okay coming from Teal'c, but I think somebody else, I think Jack said it too, and I was like, it sounds weird coming from you.
1: Maybe he was just trying to sound cool. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They decide to have Teal'c go with
0: Eris instead of Korra, and then Eris and Teal'c, I guess figure out that they can blow up the ship and escape in the escape pods and therefore not have anybody turned over to Sokar. So that's nice. Yeah. Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Does this come
1: back, this plot point?
0: No. And I was going to say Bach is actually, like, a fan favorite character. Somebody who is just complex and interesting enough to for people to wish that, you know, we returned and, like, maybe found a cure for his
1: people to no longer be To be addicted to roshna because all of that's like seems like it's setting up for him to come back but he doesn't right nope that's kind of
0: like one of the sticking points with a lot of fans is like that would have been a really great character to revisit and they never do i'm
1: gonna tell myself that they solved it off screen somewhere yeah that'd be nice yeah there we go
0: the only thing is
1: planned reboot that they just announced (sighs) As of recording, it's obviously going to be a few weeks old by the time you hear I'm it. I'm really worried. I I
0: feel like they're probably going to do, like, a total reboot, and nobody wants that.
1: Well, then it's not going to go well, and then people will rediscover the old one.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Because they, like, tried to continue it with the Stargate Origin show, and it just flopped so badly, because they didn't have any of the original creators on it whatsoever. Like, nobody who had ever worked on Stargate before was involved in the project, and it flopped. And so, Maybe like, right the... now, it's the same situation. Nobody who's ever worked on Stargate is currently working with
1: Amazon. Maybe they'll do what they did with Star Trek. Kind of splintered the timeline. Or just tell, like, a offshoot that's, like, the same right. spirit, but not the same continuity, so you're kind of free from having to line up with with yeah, twenty plus years of storytelling. Do you like a different dimension or something? Yeah, because like I wouldn't mind a sim- like another. Th- I-, I wouldn't mind. She says having only <laughs> seen two and a half seasons of the show, but um, like I don't want the same characters. I don't want Daniel and Jack and Sam and Teal because c- we have that. I think like, it there's was so pretty- much like potential with this stuff. Yeah, that you could just tell a new story with the same tech. Right. I mean, I think it
0: it could work to have them as cameos and have been like one random episode, but not as regular characters because we kind of like need to move past
1: that point. But then if you have them as we are just talking about the reboot now, if you have them as cameos, then you are presupposing like the same origin story. Yes. Which then means that the SGC has been in operation for 30 plus years. Yeah which is tricky for a reboot because you have to convince us that this has been going on for the last several decades that we have not been present for. Yeah. So like the whole thing was starting a TV show in a pilot episode. Like the question is why now? Why today? Like that's Mm -hmm. the question you have to ask as a writer. Right. Like, why am I joining you today? Yeah. And not last week.
0: My idea is that the new show would be that SGC is finally going public. They're finally revealing the truth of the Stargate to the public at large. And they're dealing with the Fallout, basically. Because that would be a really good reason to have a starting point to a show. And then you'd have a whole, you know, pretty much all new characters. Because by this point, you know, Jack and Daniel and Sam are probably all like retired,
1: you know. But does that going public not presuppose that we should already care about the sgc not being public don't we we do we've seen the show yeah but if you reboot a show you're not rebooting a show for the people who are who will watch your show regardless you're rebooting the show for the people who've never seen it before
0: oh okay yeah so like
1: why would they care why would they care that's the like, point like that's the thing, because the thing with like franchises like this is the people who are diehard will watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. Unless they're Star Wars fans, then they'll complain about it anyway. But like the things, if you're in the franchise, you're in it. They're not looking to court you as an audience, they're right. looking for the people who have not seen it before. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I feel like I they
1: don't would find out.
0: They would have to do something like in another dimension because if they kept it within the same universe, and referencing the old characters, even if they didn't bring them back, then I think the existing
1: fans would
0: be upset.
1: That's that why way. I think, oh. like, just wiping it clean and not even referencing the old characters. Yeah. Is probably the way you can bring the actors back. They would just be playing somebody else. Mm. Like, for yeah. a cameo and be like, oh, get it.
0: Yeah. I think from a business standpoint, you're probably right. That's probably the smarter move, but that would be horrible. Like, <laughs> you know us personally as fans
1: because obviously we want something in the same continuity do we do we she says like when star wars breaks continuity i don't break out into hives
0: well i mean like people who have been watching since 1997 want to have some familiarity with a new project and so you know any kind of nostalgia type stuff is not going to do well with a new audience, obviously. So, I can understand from a business perspective, have it be all brand new, all fresh, no nostalgia, because you're trying to bring in new people,
1: but then you're simultaneously going to alienate all the existing fans. I mean, I think that gap can be bridged. I think there's a way to make it nostalgic mm-hmm. enough. That the world feels familiar and it's just new people. Like if yeah. the tech is the same, if they like redo the origin story in some way, then all of that feels familiar mm-hmm. to your audience. But like the characters are new so you can all meet the characters together.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: then if you do decide to bring back old characters, who are you bringing back? Right. Are you bring back SG-1? Are you bringing back the Atlantis crew? Are you bringing back the, what's the other one? The universe crew, like which crew are you bringing back? Because some people Mm -hmm. might like this one, but not that one. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I guess if they already, you're not going
1: to please your entire existing fan base. So,
0: right. I think if they did something like a reboot that was technically in the same universe and continuity, but like in so far in the future that you're not going to have any of the old characters, then you get infinity. right? Then you get Infinity. Then it's like, okay, you're you're not playing to the nostalgia, but you're also not pissing anybody off. Whereas I think they did a hard reboot and did from from basically the beginning of SG1 where it's like discovering the Stargate, using the Stargate for the very first time. I think that would piss off a lot of people because
1: then it's like totally erasing everything that's come before as if it didn't matter. You know what? Now that you say it, I feel like and this is pure conjecture, I feel like the most likely thing then is going to be like a re-origin story Mm -hmm. where they rediscover the Stargate and it is set further in the future. Not set in present day any longer.
0: Yeah,
1: I I feel like it it, it could
0: be set in another galaxy where they're going to another galaxy for the first time. That would be a really
1: easy way to read about it. Amazon is also the company that does a lot of like the Jack Reacher raw raw military propaganda shows Mm -hmm. so i don't think another galaxy is not i do think it's going to be the american military again Mm. but i I think it's going to be like not far future but like 2060 2070 like right close enough and there's going to be some sort of military disaster and that's when the stargate gets rediscovered which then becomes a whole other thing about like this show so far is pretty good at curbing its like military propaganda tendencies mm-hmm. can't say that the reboot's gonna feel the same <laughs> like I can already kind of visualize the aesthetic of this right so something like more along the aesthetic of the expanse. I haven't seen the expanse, but yeah, something like that.
0: well, it's like like more realistic, gritty something. yeah, like a
1: gritty feel like a like all of these, like military movies, like that, but Stargate. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Sorry <laughs> I didn't mean for that to go on like it did.
0: That's all, there's a constant debate online about what they should, should do in a new
1: show. So, and like you're like in the debate, whereas I'm just like in my own world. Yeah, <laughs> elsewhere dealing with a completely different fandom drama. Yeah. And then I show up here once in a while and just spout my theories based on nothing but my own feelings. That's okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the most recent news is only that Amazon is considering doing a movie to launch a new show. But I don't think they've even started writing it yet. So it's like years in the future. Because there was an article about all of the projects that Amazon is currently working on, and so Stargate was kind of in there as an afterthought. And they're like, okay, they're thinking about doing movie into show, but they have there's no people attached to it whatsoever, right? So I don't think that there's anything firm in the works yet.
1: No, it doesn't look like it.
0: So have we finished talking about Dead Man Switch? I think so. So the episode Demons, Medieval Europe, brought to another planet where they have an Unas playing the role of a, I think, I don't think he personally is playing the role of Satan. I think he's playing the role of a demon who
1: works for Satan. Yeah, because he was referring to wanting to get something for Satan as if Satan was a different person. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is so Sokar, obviously. Yes. So right off the top jack makes a dumb joke and sam laughs at it (laughs) and i actually this is on twitter recently somebody shared the screenshot was like i'm pretty sure this is not sam laughing i'm pretty sure this is amanda tapping laughing at richard (laughs) dean anderson and they just kept it because the joke i don't even remember
1: (laughs) do i I don't know. I was just happy because I liked the vibe of the episode. I don't remember what the joke was.
0: I don't remember either. But somebody was saying basically like Sam doesn't laugh like that. Amanda Tabbing laughs like that.
1: That's so cute.
0: (laughs) But like Michael Shanks stayed in character as Daniel, so they just like kept the shot in
1: there. Like, ah, it's fine. (laughs) So okay. The medieval Europe setting. Okay. I have a lot of questions. I mean, I guess the logic is kind of the same as, like, the ancient Egypt or ancient Norse settings. Yeah. But they were brought to this other world at a certain stage in human evolution.
0: Yeah.
1: Where kind of, like, they weren't plucked out of a, I guess they were plucked out of a village. But, like, I guess my question is the same as it is with everything else is why did they not evolve further? Well, in this case,
0: they're being kept in this kind of society by the Unas who comes, I assume, once a year to take
1: sacrifices. Yeah, but like if we if we take the concept of Unas taking sacrifices, because it's not like the the Gwold are actively there mm-hmm. stopping them. So if we take this as like a once a year deal
0: mm-hmm.
1: and redefine that concept instead of something coming once a year for sacrifice we just turn that into like the belief sold to you Mm -hmm. by your village priest or Mm -hmm. whatever humankind still evolved with that happening yeah in the background so i'm not saying that they should have hit like 20th century Mm -hmm. but uh, nor should they have evolved along the exact same lines as the rest of humanity because they don't have the rest of the world around them influencing them But they they should have progressed in some sense.
0: Unless it's like an active effort by the canon to keep them repressed in order to maintain power. I mean, apparently the canon is kind of, you know, a a role passed. I don't know if it's hereditary necessarily, but it's like passed from canon to canon. I mean, he seemed to really like being
1: in power. So why would he not want better for himself? You know? I mean, if there's no
0: proof of the devil, then why do they need to follow him? I don't know.
1: It's not even like proof of the devil. It's like cement for the road. (laughs) Why had they not? I'm not even talking about progression and belief. I'm talking about like progression and civilization. Mm -hmm. Like innovation, invention.
0: Right. I don't know.
1: Like obviously in a small setting like this, the arts are not exactly something you can something you can develop, but which also begs a different question that I have with every mm-hmm. transplanted human society we've seen. Mm-hmm. I feel like we see the gold or whoever take like a hundred people mm-hmm. and then when we reuse them, there's a hundred people. And yeah. it's been thousands of years. I'm like right. okay. And why has the population... Why has this not expanded? It? Like, I get that yeah. the gold are killing some of you, mm. but they can't be going that fast. I think it
0: kind of depends. I mean, if there's a place where the gold are actively there and there's, like, a mining facility or something like that and the people are have a shorter lifespan because they're being worked physically so hard, then I think it makes sure. sense for the population to remain small. But then also... There are places, like, we don't know for sure how often this Unas comes to take people. It could be that he's coming so often that it's their population can't grow. Like, he's taking as many people as are born within a year span. And so the population just can't grow
1: by Is way what's of that. Is happening?
0: That's kind of what I'm assuming.
1: In order for the population to stay small.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we don't know for sure how many times a year he comes. We know he probably comes at least once a year, because Simon referenced Mary's parents being taken the year before. But, we don't know for sure that's only once a year. Maybe he comes once a month, and maybe sometimes he only takes one person, and sometimes he takes five. So, if it's like he's constantly taking people, then it could be that population just can't grow, because there's so many people abducted. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking back to the other episode that the same actor was in actually the guy who played Simon. He was also in season one, the core episode mm-hmm. where it was like Teal killed his father.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: And he was until he was on trial. So that's the same actor. So in that one too, the people there said that the gold regularly came to their planet to get hosts and they right. didn't have a very large population. So it could be the same situation that they, they come so regularly to take people that their population can't grow.
1: Okay, that would fine. Fine. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> that being said, there's other situations where I don't think it makes as much sense. Like on Samaria, where that is an Asgard-protected planet, they have had some progression in that when she talks about how the men go a viking it no longer means to go hunting and fishing now it just means to go look for work in the towns. so it seems like maybe they have industrialized a little bit but they also right. still have a tiny population because when they go and granted a bunch of them were just killed but when they go the second time there's like a hundred people and it's like if this is an asgard protected planet there should be thousands of upon that like hundreds of thousands of people on this planet because they were taken in the time of the Vikings and they've had all of this time protected to populate and expand. Like where
1: are all the That's people what I'm saying like yeah even in this village even in this medieval village like at what rate are you taking people when these people yeah. don't have birth control? So like yeah. if, if you get pregnant you are having that baby. So like yeah. I think in this particular one,
0: I can forgive it because we don't know for sure how many, how many people the Unas takes and how often. There's other situations where it's either the Gwold are no longer there at all, or they haven't been there for a long time. That's like, okay, there should logically be a much larger population than this, and there's not.
1: Even, even with this one, like I just feel like the, the sheer amount of times they would need to come take people away it just seems like a little much
0: I don't. I mean, even if it was, like, taking one person once a month, that would probably be enough to keep... Like, if you start out with 200 people and you take one person once a month, it would take a very, very long time for the population to actually grow past but 200. It should
1: have grown some. Because they've been there for centuries.
0: Well, like... don't forget that that's not the only way that people die there. I mean, beyond natural death, they also do stuff like trepanning. Anytime somebody is ill... But- And has the chicken pox, then they're killed because they think they have a demon inside of them.
1: Right, okay, so So they're doing their own population control.
0: Yeah, so it's not just the Unas coming, and it's not plus natural death, it's also killing people because they have chicken pox.
1: Right, forgot about that. Okay, I retract (laughs) my statement. So
0: yeah, normally I would agree with you that it doesn't really track, but in this one I think it does track. (laughs) Fine. <laughs> yeah, when I was rewatching this, I had forgotten that the canon guy has a thunder ring. I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool. I gotta say, I wouldn't mind having a thunder ring. <laughs> that's like one of those things that
1: we really lightning, easily a lightning. It made a sound of thunder and also I know, lightning, the, the lightning so bolt was the. It's both. It's both lightning and thunder. I know, it's but light. it's not a thunder ring. It's a lightning ring.
0: I can call it the thundering if I want to call it the thundering. But it's a
1: lightning ring. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because it's, it's like he's bringing the thunder. No. <laughs> he's on. literally
1: bringing the lightning.
0: But that's not a phrase. Bringing the thunder is a
1: phrase. I know, but he's literally shooting lightning.
0: <sighs> anyway, did you appreciate that Daniel is, in fact, stopping a local custom this time? It's the local How long? <laughs> I don't think this is the first time that they've stopped to live with us. And so, know,
1: but it's fun to roast. So,
0: it. Yeah, it's just so intermittent like when they decide to stop it and when they don't. But yeah, this, My favorite part by far of this whole episode is when Teal seemingly rises from the dead <laughs> and he and scares all, all the women. Screaming.
1: The <laughs> way they started oh, screaming, he, I had looked down and for running something. around. I thought somebody was dying. i thought like they were under attack by like a flesh-eating virus and they were watching their own hand deteriorate before their eyes the way they were screaming (laughs) i'm like teal is literally just sitting (laughs)
0: up i mean to their credit they actively believe in demons and demon possession so seeing someone rise from the dead is really scary okay but like But I just love the shot. There's, like, this woman running away with her arms straight out to her sides. I'm like, why are you running like that? She doesn't know how to run. (laughs) It's just so funny. This is just the best part. I mean, they try to drown him. And it's like, obviously, Junior is going to keep him alive. It's fine.
1: Junior came through because Junior likes to swim. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so they end up on this, like chase through the Vancouver woods <laughs> and, and the Gould ends up transferring himself out of the Unas and into the cannon. and what I don't understand is at the end of the episode when Sam starts dialing the gate and then she senses the Gould and it's like okay it definitely went into him she's standing like a good 20 feet away from this guy and she senses it whereas in an earlier shot Teal was within five
1: feet of this guy and couldn't sense it. Because it's her multivitamin.
0: She has a stronger multivitamin than Teal does?
1: She has that <laughs> and her spidey senses and her woman's intuition all combined Okay, make for a better scent I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I just feel like Teal is... Maybe, maybe Junior was just tired and so he's having a hard time detecting it junior's
1: like man i need a nap i'm about to be working overtime
0: (laughs) when simon was shooting the unas with the staff weapon and on the third shot he got like the green goop blood all over him but in the next shot after that he's totally clean and i was like somebody wasn't paying attention here
1: that's the script supervisor who wasn't paying attention (laughs) where'd all the green goop go or sleep at the wheel. <laughs> I
0: did love, though, that Teal has apparently read the entire Bible since he's learning about Earth culture. I'm like, you know, that's long. Like, for somebody who's
1: like who doesn't actually care about the religion, it's a long book. Well, I mean, you can skim a lot of early stuff because it's so-and-so oh, big yeah. at so-and-so begat so-and-so. You just give a lot of that. And then... You know, a lot of the Old Testament is where all the really fun stories are.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: So he was like probably all in on that, and then you get to the New Testament, and you've got the Gospels, which are the same story four times over. So yeah, that's you true have To say that close to it is easy. <clears throat> it's easy enough. Yeah. Also, I remember more about the Bible than I thought I did. <laughs> Good job.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it always surprised me how, like, sometimes in in like literature classes in school. People who weren't Christians knew, surprisingly, a lot about the Bible. And I was like, but why? Because
1: <laughs> like, the Old Testament stories are everybody's stories, like, across a- Abrahamic religions. Everybody knows the stories. Yeah, but
0: I'm, like, talking about people who didn't grow up going to any kind of religious institution at all. You know, I guess just kind of by way of media talking about it. Yeah, learning... Through media and stuff, and other people talking about it. Well, because
1: like again, the Old Testaments where all the like drama is. Yeah. So, it's true. You know, like I didn't go to church, but I had Prince of Egypt and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> I got there in the end. <laughs> That's true,
0: and I have introduced you to Veggie Tales. You could also you watch that. Tales. <laughs> Although the best parts are. The parts that have nothing to do with the biblical story.
1: Like the hairbrush. I I like the chocolate bunny one. That's a biblical story. That's true.
0: Yeah, technically. (laughs) Technically, the chocolate bunny song is a biblical story. (laughs) It's just a little different, but I like the chocolate bunny. Extremely metaphorical. (laughs) That is a a really good song. It's very catchy.
1: We will put a link to it in the show notes
0: <laughs> below. Oh, I would have to list so many. I like think the Hairbrush song, Barba Manatee. I mean like all of the silly songs of Larry are just gold.
1: The Hairbrush one stuck with me the most because that is what I will sing when I've lost something. <laughs> nice. Anyway.
0: Anyway. She looks like going into the water and doing Kelmarim and then talking about who Junior does fine because the water is his natural habitat makes me wonder if teal could kind of sort of scuba dive conscious without any gear or not or maybe just like free dive longer than most people could
1: i was gonna it's probably that like the it's probably more of a like extended survival skill than like a power up
0: I mean cuz people free dive and hold their breath for like 5 or 7 minutes or something like that.
1: I bet I he that's could do something more along the lines of what tilt can do.
0: Yeah. Maybe he could do it for like 10 minutes. Like 15. Cuz I'm just thinking like what is it what could he do? Cuz I mean he was unconscious when he went in the water this time. So how long could he stay in there, you know, conscious? It would be interesting. And going back to like the whole plot point of this episode of like taking sacrifices what I don't understand about worlds like this one and the Korai episode where they take hosts all the time is why the gold need to take so many hosts so often. Is it just like the lesser Gwold get killed
1: all the time and they're constantly needing to be replaced? Maybe it's partially that. And partially, like, remember in the pilot, they had that other lady that they tried to put the queen in and it just didn't take, and then they put her in Chiray instead. Uh it could also be that like after a very short amount of time the worm just doesn't take and they need another host
0: i mean it wasn't that the worm didn't take it was that the the
1: symbiote didn't want to go in that woman right but what i'm saying is like there could be like factors of like here's one host and it doesn't take or it doesn't want to go oh like the blending doesn't work they need like a another one
0: i was thinking more of you know when the symbiote didn't want to go into that woman from Earth. They just killed her. So maybe it's like, you know, they bring a whole bunch of host possibilities, and the ghouls that they have that need a host take their pick, and they just kill the rest.
1: Yeah, that could be And that's
0: how they go so many. Yeah, I don't know.
1: That seems very wasteful. Well, it's not like they care, because they're going to breed new hosts anyway. No.
0: So we are going to see this actor again who played Simon here and was in Korai. He's going to be back in season two of Atlantis.
1: Playing the same part?
0: No, <laughs> it's like a different character. And not. then the guy who plays the canon, he also comes back in season two of Atlantis. Different episode. I recall him from an episode of Dark Angel and he played a very, very bad person. And so I think he, he played like play bad guys. Yeah, I think he played a bad guy in, in the Atlantis episode too, so he just always plays bad guys.
1: <laughs> when Vancouver needs a bad guy, they know who to call.
0: All right. What is your comment about that's like
1: actual blood? Uh, when Jack shot the guy twice in the chest, mm-hmm. it was just a lot bloodier than I'm used to seeing from Stargate. It was like the blood packs really went off. I was like, damn, oh. that's like actual blood. <laughs> They're getting better. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> They're getting
0: <perfect> <laughs> blood. <laughs> and then you're talking about this man escaped from Star Wars. Are you talking about the Unas mm-hmm. or somebody else? Okay. Yeah, he just
1: looked like something right out of Star Wars.
0: <laughs> so I feel like this episode did kind of clear up how. So the very first time in season one that we met an Unas, we were talking in our podcast about how it was unclear whether or not they meant for the unas to be one individual creature versus a race and in this episode specifically they address that because jack is like i thought we killed the unas yeah and until goes like no it's a race of beings and it's like yeah you weren't like super clear about
1: that last time so they now... probably had that note after
0: <laughs> yeah so many people wrote in like wait do you mean this? <laughs> so now they're clarifying it. And we will still see more Unas on either two or three more episodes. So they are not gone for good yet. But we learn more about, like, not necessarily them as possessed by Gould, but, like, where they came from. Right. I think that'll be fun. Let's see. Do we want to talk about anything else in this episode?
1: No, can't think of anything.
0: I feel like the only thing left that I was going to talk about was how, since they were taken from medieval Europe, they had to have gone through the Antarctic gate because the Giza That's gate so funny. was buried. And so, I'm like, okay, that means that whoever, I guess Sokar, took them from medieval Europe not only had to travel to Earth to get them, but it's like he had to travel to Earth and bring some kind of small ship to travel. Because, like, To get to Antarctica, you know, from Europe, you bypass a whole lot to get there. Yeah. And if they came through the Stargate, then it's, like, what they were taking a bunch of small ships, but then, like, faring a couple hundred people out through small ships? Like, that doesn't even make any sense to me.
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, just, like, the whole progression of, like, Sokar coming through the Antarctic Gate and somehow traveling to Europe... Collecting a couple hundred people I and mean, then going back to Antarctica just doesn't make
1: sense. No, <laughs> like it was funny to contemplate, but like from a technical standpoint, like
0: yeah, it doesn't you know, really hold it up. Know. It makes it makes more sense that he would have come in a ship, like in a mothership, and you know hovered straight over Europe, and, and gone then maybe down. funneled
1: them out through the Stargate, or. Do we even know for a fact that they came through the Stargate, or is that just Daniel's conjecture? That's Daniel. So that might not have happened. They might not have taken the Stargate at all.
0: That's what I was saying. I mean, I think he says that because he knows the Giza Gate was buried at that time. But I mean, that's not to stop somebody from coming in the mothership. So yeah, because that just doesn't make any sense to me otherwise. No, me neither. But so then that does kind of bring about the possibility of you know in season one when sam and jack were there and they saw a jaffa frozen in the ice that means that that jaffa could theoretically be a lot more recent than we thought before because we thought that maybe it was you know thousands like hundreds of thousands of years old perhaps whereas this is like well i mean it it could have been you know in like year 800 or something
1: yeah I don't think. know if
0: they did carbon dating on the Jafas' body or not. I don't
1: think they care. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that helps us make sense of it, but I also feel like then we have that whole added complication of, but how did they get there? And think yeah, one, you know,
0: yeah. Sometimes they open a few too many threads just to oh. touch. <laughs> did you find anything problematic in these two episodes? Nope. And you think they hold up for a modern audience? I think so. Certainly amusing to see like a portrayal of medieval Europe Christianity.
1: Yeah, that was like, I'm like, okay, we're bumping forward in time now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the most modern group of people because, yeah, I mean, modern, <laughs> you know, modern. That's a very relative term, but because I mean, if you get too much after that, then it's getting too close to like current history yeah and then it doesn't make sense for the goal to be coming there anymore okay so next week we're gonna be talking about episodes 9 10 and 11 rules of engagement forever in a day and past and present and you're welcome to watch along with us i decided to put these three together partly so that later on we get to watch the season closer season three and opener of season four together so we're not like splitting up a story arc but also okay. because these three go together surprisingly well. And I think you are going to be both delighted and really angry at these episodes. So
1: I can't believe Sam and Jack are <laughs> going to kiss and then Sharae is going to die. <laughs> I can't believe that's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I yeah, I'm interested to see what you're going to think. God. <laughs> Are you ready for your quote? I am. This is Colonel O'Neill. He is much loved by Apophis.
1: Okay. I think... See, initially it was like Daniel, but this week was Daniel.
0: I don't keep track of who it is week to week, FYI,
1: so there's no telling. I just feel like subconsciously (laughs) you're going to be like, that's too obvious. I feel like it's Teal'c. I feel like it's Teal'c. Talking to... Some old trying to make Jack seem like a bigger deal than he actually is, <laughs> like just to just to get them to back off. Like in one of those, like we're lying to the enemy in a very obvious way so we can sneak past them. Kind of deals. <laughs> okay. That's what I think is happening here. Okay.
0: Well, hey, I know you got your context. Week. Yeah, that was better context this time than the very vague talking to alien of the week.
1: Which was correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically.
0: <laughs> okay, that's it for today. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would love for you to rate and review. If you want to talk to us about Stargate, you can find us on our podcast, Twitter, and Tumblr page at Wormhole Waffles. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Chelsea Fairless. Arzu, where can everyone find you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Arzu, I mean, I'm at Arzu D2 everywhere else. As for the Geeky Waffle, you can find us on Twitter at Geeky underscore Waffle. We are The Geeky Waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr. And we are on YouTube, also at The Geeky Waffle. And thegeekywaffle.com. And (laughs) thegeekywaffle.com. And we are at thegeekywaffle.com. (laughs) I knew I was forgetting something.
0: Yeah, that's where we write reviews and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) All right, thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you on the other side of the event horizon.